The podcast you're about to hear is my favorite podcast of the year, and it's now in its fifth year of being a podcast. It is the Mike Connolly Award. Um, It's just, it's the most fun to do. It's the most anticipated podcast that I have on the the calendar for the sports year. So uh, without further ado, just sit back, grab a beer if you got one, and enjoy. You're listening to the Grind Hours Podcast. At the wall! See ya! See ya! Joining me for our favorite time of year. This is the podcast for for Nick and I. It is, if you're new to the program, if, if you haven't been around for that long, um, as Zoom is crashing on me. God damn it. <laughs> You're there? Yeah, I'm back. All right. Yes. So, technical difficulties follow us everywhere. <laughs> of course. You know, why, why would they not? So, some things haven't changed. If you're new to the program, technical difficulties, all the way back to the play-by-play days. And this podcast, which is the longest-running segment or episode um on this show this is the fifth year that we're doing it if you're new to the program it's the mike Connolly award for the most egregious uh nba contract signed in the summer last year it was done around christmas time this year it's being done in august because of covid um but nick this is our christmas morning in the middle of now august instead of around for the july weekend um yes it's our every single time it's that time of year we, we it, we're like kids in a candy shop we really this is our favorite thing to do how could it be better i mean well i mean it's gotten harder and harder to do this because of because you know the cap went up in 16 and <laughs> you know that's when everybody was like oh we have an extra 80 million dollars to spend since saving it let's give it to guys like um mike conley mike conley example, yeah for example um drew holiday former winner of the award so actually that's a good good uh good thing you brought that up so this is the fifth year we're doing this first year Mm -hmm. obviously it's the namesake mike conley won the first year then it was drew holiday which has since been rebuttaled um he's still the winner but you know he's actually a decent player Third uh-huh. year was a late, and it's important to it's important uh, to note this is the the award is not a referendum on them as a player. Yeah, it's a referendum on the organization for overspending its money. Right. So, and there's like Drew Holiday, good player on this list. The next mm-hmm. one in the year three was a late submission. We actually finished recording and then went back and added to it. It was Devin Booker for year three. Yes. Um, for his rookie extension he's a good player he was in the top 10 in in the nba right now i had him we had him first in the shooting guard rankings we also had drew holiday Mm -hmm. on the point guard rankings so kind of rebuttaled um year four though and he was a finalist in year one was harrison barnes harrison barnes won last year for his contract with the sacramento kings this year there are six guys on the list the list is a little bit different um, for the both of us, but we got a lot of the same guys. Um, mm-hmm. 
So without further ado, let's start with perhaps he would have been a front runner. He probably would have been two in years past, but that's Zach Collins to the San Antonio Spurs. I believe it's 34 million. What's the exact yes. number for him? I actually don't have the exact number. I had him pulled up with, with Dougie McBuckets together. Okay. Um, and the reason I put them together, I had they combined for sixty-four billion. I know Jeez. that, <laughs> so that that's why I kind of put them at my five spot. Is you're you're spending sixty-four million dollars combined on Zach Collins, who, as we said in the the pre-show meeting, has never played four five games a row in his life. Um, Zach Collins is three and, for three for twenty-two, and he's yes. not. Yeah, and he's been. He's had more time logged on the bench because of injury than he has in actual games. Three for 22. And, uh, yes. And uh, Dougie McBuckets, who is never has never been – he was great in college, amazing number one option in college, has never been a number one or number two option in the NBA. He's and a, we're sinking $30 million into this. So that's, that's nice. Nice, yeah. actually. That goes into, and I hate doing this. So Collins, I agree with you. Mc, Doug McDermott, he's a solid rotation guy, and so you're gonna get you're, you're gonna get that kind of money for being a solid rotation guy. Zach Collins, mm-hmm. I agree with you. A lot of upside. A lot of upside. Definitely a lot of upside. Very, very talented player. But. He uh, he's not worth that money. Next guy on the list is. A guy that, again, solid, solid rotational guy is getting way overpaid, and that is Norman Powell. He was yes. a really interesting and integral part to the championship team that the Raptors had, but $90 million for that guy who, I mean, his claim to fame is he finished third a couple of years ago in the sixth man of the year. Right. Um, he hasn't done anything. He, he, no all-star teams. Yes, he does have a ring, but he wasn't the key piece to that ring. $90 is a lot of money for a guy who's an 8th to 10th man on a championship team. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to note, too, I have him, I have Norman Powell number three on my list. Um, there's two a big two reasons that I really don't like the deal. Number one is that the Blazers had to give up on Gary Trent, who I think they could have gotten for cheaper and they had to sacrifice some of the money that they could have used elsewhere to make this deal happen. And then number two, the key, the key thing in, in because of the Blazers is that they got Norman Powell to make Damian Lillard happy and make him not want to opt out. And he might opt out anyway. Yeah. So what did you gain? You gained a guy who's again, a solid rotational guy, but you give, you're paying, you're, you're overpaying him probably like thirty million, mm-hmm. which is when a the lot only of reason he's on your team is to make your superstar not want to leave, and he still wants to leave. Then the mission was not accomplished. Next guy on the list is actually Gary Trent Jr. Three for fifty-four. Fifty-four. Yes. Now it's not ninety. No, it is not ninety, but. He's making Lonzo money. Lonzo hasn't yes. really won anything either, but I like Lonzo. Uh, hello. One, Lonzo's a lot younger. 
Two, the upside on Lonzo is, you know, all-star. It's, on a it's undeniable. Basis. Gary Trent Jr., he's lucky if he makes one all-star team. He's a good, he's a good rotational piece. I would like him on the Nets. I would like Gary Trent Jr. more than I would like Patty Mills personally, but 54 is a lot of money. I, I would put him on this list if the Nets gave him $54 million. When, when you say, when you have a player that you say the name Gary Trent Jr. and people say to you back, wait, do you mean Gary Clark Jr., the guitar player? You, you know that there's a problem and that he's not worth $54 billion. Yeah. Number two is a guy who you were, he's an honorable mention on your list. He made it on mine. I hate doing this because he is a former Wolverine. Kendrick Perkins loves this man. Duncan Robinson, five for 90. The same thing as Norman Powell. Duncan Robinson, one of the best three-point shooters in the league. That's it. He can't guard a lick. He can jump a little bit, but he's not really that. He, that's not his game. He is a little bit less than Joe Harris. And I would give Joe Harris five for 80. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't do the, the extra 10 million for Joe Harris. So if you're a little bit less than Joe Harris, there's no way you should be getting five for 90. Again, really, really good play. Like, what his role is he's one of top three in the league at that role but he's not the first guy off if you're trying to win a championship which miami is trying to do he's not your first guy off the bench he's two or three and you're giving mm -hmm. this guy 90 i'm sorry that's too much too here's much. here's why he didn't make my list he's only an honorable mention for me because I hear you. I agree with everything you're saying. But I'm glad you brought up Joe Harris in particular. Because the one thing that, the thing that Joe Harris has been criticized to all hell uh, in the past couple of months for is that he did not show up in the playoffs. No, he didn't. And if you're trying, Duncan Robinson showed up in the playoffs. And if you're trying to win a championship, that's something that you want. And the other thing is that culture wise he's a leader on that team he he draws he has a lot of influence on the, in that locker room i think it was important that they re-signed him i do agree it was probably for too much money oh they definitely overpaid him he didn't just just because <laughs> no but because but because of because of the leadership qualities and the influence he has on that team i feel like i couldn't in good conscience put him on the list i don't think it's it, it's a little egregious but it I'll say it's egregious a Jace. Yeah. I mean, trust me, it hurts because I root for Duncan Robinson. He, mm -hmm. I've rooted for him since he was a freshman at Michigan. Richest contract ever for an undrafted player. Right. And right. Which should be celebrated. He is, mm -hmm. he is a success story. He is, if you're a high school kid and you're like, well, I can go, or even like a D2 kid, that is getting some D1 offers now, and you might not get drafted. There's still a path to the NBA and a generational wealth. Mm -hmm. all, all well and good, but Miami's trying, they're going for, if they don't win it this year, the next couple of years, it's not going to look pretty in Miami. Right. And, and it's their own self-inflicted, like it's their own doing.
So you don't have to give Duncan Robinson. You can find somebody else that can give you what Duncan Robinson can give you. Maybe not leadership-wise, maybe not camaraderie in the locker room-wise, but on the floor, you can find somebody else to do what, what, what Duncan does. Not, maybe not as well, but up to par. Because mm-hmm. you know three-point shooting in the NBA is a lot like relief seasons in baseball. One season, you're the best reliever in baseball. The next mm-hmm. season, you're one of the worst. It, it, it's just like th- uh, three-point percentages in, uh, in the NBA. So that was your number two, correct? That's my number three. Number okay. two. This guy, I mean, how does this man keep popping up? It's <laughs> the namesake of the award. Mike Conley, three for $72.5 million. Are you ready for his Still career? has not played in an all-star game. Still has not played in an all-star <laughs> game. That is still his claim to fame. Quote, unquote, the best player to never make an all-star team. Um, yeah. Do you want to know, for those who weren't around in 2016 when he signed his deal, so from 2016 to 2021, do you know how much guaranteed money he is now signed for? Two hundred and twenty-three and a half million dollars. That is amazing. He has, he is a multi-millionaire, and it's not just hey, I got five. Two hundred and twenty-three and a half million dollars to for Mike to put Conley. this in, to put this into perspective for people. Mike Conley has in the past five six years acquired the equivalent of a rod's original rangers contract like do you want to know i feel like i'm taking crazy pills every time i see his money to put it to put it in perspective for the nba steph uh-huh. curry's extension that he just signed with the warriors 215 he's making more now, Steph already signed a $200 million contract extension before that. So this just mm-hmm. adds to Steph's money. But his total gross in the last five years is more than seven more million dollars than um, – actually, I'm sorry, eight more million dollars than, um, than Steph's new deal. It's ludicrous. So you just signed Steph Curry. Mike Connolly just made Steph Curry money. Mm-hmm. And Mike Conley's nowhere near Steph Curry. He is Steph not. Is the, Steph is one of the five. Steph is best, one of the best players all time. Right. He's one of the five. He's one of the five best point guards in the league history. In the seventy-five years, he's top five. Mike Conley can't even sniff the top two hundred players of all time. He's never made an All-Star team, and he's getting paid like one of the top five best point cards ever that is that alone is insane how does he keep making who does i he think we got dirty money on i think we got to create a new nickname for mike conley i'm gonna call him the brinks truck he's the he's the <laughs> greatest hustler in the history of money making yeah i'm sure people have made more money you know what he is He's the Jordan Belfort of the NBA. Yeah, yeah. 
he may not be addicted to cocaine or any other or any drugs or alcohol when you put it in perspective like that would you rather have mike conley like if you just ask somebody would you rather have mike conley or steph curry or steph everyone's saying steph even if they hate steph they're saying steph mm -hmm. now kudos to mike conley like whatever however get the bag bro i right, respect however it. and again like nick said at the top this is not an indictment on the players get your bag like, get your money they're giving it to you you'd be stupid enough not to take it yeah so but like it's not an indictment on Conley. It's an indictment on the fact that now two separate GMs have decided independently of one another that he's worth it. This guy is this guy is worth it. And you just talked about Duncan Robinson showing up in the playoffs. Conley hasn't mm -hmm. done it yet. He didn't do it in Memphis and he hasn't done it in Utah. So no. Like so how like it's just it, i feel like i'm flashing back to five years ago how is this possible <laughs> and he's not even the most egregious one this year speaking uh so without wasting any other time um the fifth year winner of the mike Connolly award and this pains me because it used by to be unanimous decision Yes, by unanimous decision, is Jared Allen five for a hundred million dollars? Jesus Christ. Jared Allen, who is now going to be the backup center on his own team <laughs> because they just drafted um, Mobley with their lottery pick, who right. by midseason is going to be the starting center. So you're paying a backup center $100 million. It's when, a plan to go for production, uh, production positionless basketball, like the, like the Sixers were trying to do it. They were trying to see me go hold out of big men. Why this, why this deal? And again, nothing against Jared Allen. You, I, I still love Jared Allen as a player. He's not worth $100 million. Uh, he's not worth $100 million when you got Colin Sexton and um, I'm forgetting the name of their shooting guard there in, in Cleveland. That's actually really good. But they're up for their rookie deals in the next four or five years, uh, four years for the shooting guard. And um, and Sexton's up like in two years. So he's going to get a and rookie. Sexton, extension. there's already talk about will he be traded this offseason. Right. So, so – that's who you're building around. He's your best player. And, and you got – so you got three really good young young guys. Jared Allen's still kind of young, but you're giving him 100 and like bucks. And like we were talking about before, I, I know you like Jared Allen a lot. I know you liked him when he was a net. But, like, we, we talk about Mike Conley being unaccomplished. This is a list of, of Jared Allen's career accomplishments. And I'm sorry to do this to you and to him, but this – so he was he was a, a high school All American, and he was a third team All Big Twelve selection. That's it. Yeah, that's all he's done. Where where's the hundred million dollar evaluation coming from? I 
you could have had Dwight Howard. You could have had Cody Zeller. You could have had Kavinsky. All of these one-year deals. You could have had Alex Lend. <laughs> well, I would. To be fair, I'd rather have Jared. I would Allen rather over, have Jared Allen than Alex over Lend. all those guys. Yeah. But, but like, for a hundred million dollars. No, no, especially not when you know in a year and a half you're going to have to give Colin Sexton money, and when you when. Colin Sexton already wants out. So, you know, add him to the, the list of talented point guards that want nothing to do with Cleveland. When he's up for money, he's going to be like, well, you, you just gave Jarrett a hundred. What are mm-hmm. you going to give me? And they're going to have to look times... him in the eyes and say, we can't afford you. Right. And it's going to be all their own fault. Right. He, you know, Colin Sexton's worth at least 150 if you're giving Jared Allen 100. Yeah, at least, you know, probably like 175, 180. Yeah. Uh, he's not in the same class as Trey or John Collins, mm-hmm. but, or, or, uh, Gilders Alexander for that matter, but he's close. And, you know, next year he could, he, he could take that leap to be in that conversation. So it just, I like the I like that just like the Duncan Robinson resigning. I like that they kept him and they retained him, but it's way too much money. Mm-hmm. Like, in the grand scheme of things and winning basketball games, Jared Allen can help you win basketball games. He is good at what he's supposed to be good at. But he still hasn't put on weight and he still gets moved around in the paint. He can score 20, but he's not a 20 and 10 guy like a hundred million dollar guy should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just a disaster. Drafted Left, a center. right, and center. You just drafted his replacement. Yeah. And you're going to get... I, I, and they're going to be on the same length of deal, probably. Yeah, well, yeah, because the rookie deal yeah. was five years. So mm-hmm. five years from now, you're not going to resign Jared Allen. And he's definitely going to be your, your number two. But I, I, I led with this, that by midseason, Mobley is going to be the starting center of Cleveland. Cleveland mm-hmm. has a chance to be the eighth seed this year. That's how frisky right. they are. And that's how young, and you know, they're kind of like Memphis in a lot of ways, where they're young and frisky, and they got a lot of good talent on that roster. They just need the coach to get them over the edge. Right. That's not the time. Now is not the time to overspend for glue guys. Miami, sure, you can do that because you're on the cut. You went to the finals two years ago. You just got Kyle Lowry and you're re-signing Duncan Robinson for pushing for a championship. Cleveland's nowhere close. Cleveland's in like year three of a rebuild that hopefully in two years, you know, you got the guys in place, but they're probably going to finish if they, if they don't. They have the talent for the eighth seed, but you know I could also see them finishing in the lottery again. So uh-huh. it, it doesn't make sense. It real let him walk. He was an unrestricted free agent. Who are you bidding against? Right. Who's like, giving Jared Allen a hundred million dollars besides you? Nobody. The Nets weren't doing it. Right, the Nets could have went and, and, and re-signed him. 
They don't want him. Yeah. The Kings weren't doing it. I, they needed to give Alex Len that money. Who, like, who's, who are you bidding against? Washington? It's the only team. And even they got a center. And plus, like, in the modern game, you know, you don't even – a great center isn't as important as it is anymore because it's yes, more – Yes and no. About – Because, like, a guy like Aiton, yeah. A guy like Bam, yeah. A guy like Cat, yeah. But – But you can make it work without those guys. I mean, the war, we just talked about JaVale McGee is a three-time NBA champion. He was the starting center – for two different Warriors teams where they built around shooting and uh, and having a good power forward in Kevin Durant. So you can do it without a strong center. You can, but it does, it does help. Like having a good center. It does help. Ha- having a good center. Like Aiton looked like Shaq for, mo- for, some mm-hmm. of the, for some of the playoffs. He's not Shaq, but he looked like Luckily Shaq. for the Cavs, luckily for the Cavs, they have a guy on the roster with that potential to be that dynamic center. Just unluckily for the Cavs, his name is Evan Mobley and not Jared Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be making considerably less than Jared Allen? Like, yeah. You know what's going to happen? The Nets what's did that? this a couple of years ago where Jared Allen should have been starting, but they started Jared Dudley over Allen. Mm-hmm. Just, basically, just based off of seniority. Like Jared Allen was one of the leaders on the team. He's an NBA, he's an NBA vet. And that's the reason why the Nets started him over Allen. Now it's the reverse. Now the the Cavs are going to be starting Jared Allen way longer than they should because they're overpaying him when they should be starting. They might start both of them, but that's going to be a disaster. Mm-hmm. I just I don't get it, Jared Allen. I love you. I wish you were still on on the Nets. I hope you take the leap to to earn your money. I really do. I hope you know. In two years, we're having the same conversations that we had about Booker and, and Drew Holiday about Jared yeah. Allen. But right now, I just I want to have see the, it. I want to have the Drew Holiday Devin Booker conversation, not the Mike Conley Harrison Barnes conversation. Yes. Right. I hope in five years that Jared Allen doesn't make another appearance on this podcast like Mike Connolly does. Also, we are going to, ha- I'm just putting this out there here. So in three years, what, whatever Mike Connolly gets, he might get a coaching contract in three years. Maybe. But he'll, he'll be coaching. He'll be a financial advisor. He'll teach other um, yeah. other players how to secure the bag. Also, yeah. Can Mike Conley? Can you be my uh, financial advisor? Because even I, even if I make a tenth of what you have made, you know how old he's going to be in three years. Uh, well, he's thirty three now, I believe. Right? He's yeah. He's thirty three. He's going to be thirty six. So guess what? <laughs> He can have another deal in three years. He can. And Chris saying, Paul got a deal at 36, as we discussed before. And I'm saying, I'm making a prediction as we end this podcast. It's going to be more than 50 million bucks. Whatever he <laughs> makes, 
He's not selling for uh, something under 50. If Mike Conley gets $50 million at age 36, I don't even care who else signs that offseason. He's automatically the first two-time winner of first the namesake three. award. He, he, he will win his award three times. And also, <laughs> I'm making a prediction. In three years, he is going to sign a three-year $55 million contract with the Sacramento Kings. I'm calling it right now. I am calling love it, it right love now. Love it, love it. He will, he will have swindled his third GM, and he will still not make an all-star team. So oh, if, you're, if you're going to oh, Sacramento, if you're going to be scoring at home, if he if he scores a fifty-five, if I nail it right in the head, I'm playing, I'm playing Lotto that day when that when when the when the Woj tweet comes up on my feed. Um, you might have to. So if he does get fifty-five. His career earnings would be two hundred and seventy-eight million or seventy-nine million dollars. Jesus Christ! Good on Mike Conley for, for Mike Conley. Good on Mike. I Conley. love it. This has been so much fun. I, I well done, well done, Jared Allen. Well, well done, yes. all of these guys. Well done to everyone who's made generational wealth this off season. More power <laughs> to you. And, you know, I hope to buy you a drink down the road and say, well, how'd you do it? Yeah. I want some of that power. Um, Nick, tell, tell, you haven't been on, a, been on in a while. Tell the people what you got going on and all that um, sort of stuff. All that good stuff. Um, you can catch me at Nick Parodies on all social media, at Nick Parodies, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all of that good stuff. Um, you can catch my podcast on social media at CHI Programming on Twitter, at Children's Programming on Instagram. You can catch us on, you know, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of that good stuff. It's me and my homie, Matt Dixon. Uh, the podcast where we discuss Rudy Giuliani and Green Day's classic album, Father of All, and endless other absurd topics. Um, you can catch my band, me and the homie Bryce Stewart on Instagram at the, the underscore bad underscore ideas underscore. We've got music coming out this fall. We've got an album coming out this fall. It's going to be called There Goes the Neighborhood. So be on the lookout for that if you're into pop punk music. Um, movie review this week is going to be actually a show review. I, uh, I bought it up. I'm switching it up. I went to uh, Goodwill recently and picked up season one, the complete season one of the Osbournes. <laughs> the show that got me into metal music because I watched as a kid and I was like, who the fuck is this weirdo Ozzy Osbourne? I have to know more. And that's where the rabbit hole started. It's just as peak 2000s cringe as you remember. And I love it. And I can't say enough good things about that. The, the early 2000, early to mid 2000s, I firmly believe was the peak of human civilization. I, I agree. You know, with we you on we that. we didn't have COVID. We didn't have Donald Trump. We didn't have all of this nonsense going. We, we did have Donald Trump. Trump, but we had Donald Trump, but he was a reality star then. <laughs> oh, and, and look at the things. Look at the many things we did have. We had. 
MTV. We had Escalades with ridiculous rims. We have we had Rob Deerdeck. We had Chris Angel. We had we had Tony Hawk's Pro American Wasteland on PS2. It was it was. How could it get better? When you know the decade show, I think it's on like um, True TV or something like that, where they just go by by the decades and they they play them a mm -hmm. lot during uh, New Year's. Uh huh. When they do the two thousands, the two thousand tens, you want to talk about a period piece? That's oh, yeah. going to be like when our grandkids look at when we were teenagers. It's going to be just. I'm happy. I'm happy we, we, we lived through the, the mid-2000s. I hope they never find the pictures of me in my A Day to Remember neon cartoon monster merch t-shirt with bright red pastel skinny jeans and DCs and uh, all that stuff. I hope it's never found. <laughs> burn, burn where, where, wherever you got that stored. Burn the, the iPod or whatever it's. It's stored on <laughs> the iPod 2, iPod Touch 2, second edition. This podcast started off the rails and, and it's going to end off the rails. Nick, it truly is the best time of year. Um, it's beautiful. The podcast, it brings out the best in us all. Yes, it does. Podcast to start. This was a pop up episode, so more pop up episodes are, are, are coming. Um, <laughs> but. Um, as the podcast gets back to its normal schedule in the next month or so, um, you'll definitely be on. We, we have to do some wrapping ups this year. So I think that's yes. year four of wrapping up. So you'll be, year you'll be four a regular or five. scheduled guest uh, uh, on that recurring segment. So um, I'm looking to, to talk in NFL with you. You know, baseball, both of our teams are in the pennant race for, for baseball. Um, it, it's going to be a, a it's going to be a good fall. It's going to be a good fall, and you're going to be a, a I think so, too. Um, Can't wait. So, uh, till I talk to you next, uh, be easy, buddy, all right? Take care. On this side of the coin, not the fake, Jay Leo on Twitter, jdatasports.blogspot.com, and, of course, this podcast. If you reach this point, please like, subscribe, share this podcast with anybody who you seem fit. Download the show. It means more to the show than you know. Some announcements before we get out of here. The top 10 right now will be dropping a week from when you hear this podcast. That'd be That's going to be August 26th. That's going to run up until the day of the first NFL game on September 9th. However, there is a caveat. Starting on September 1st, every single top 10 until that point will be moving the play-by-play -play YouTube channel. I will link that in the description of this podcast. Wherever you get the pod, it will be in the description. Um, so you can follow it there. And starting on September 2nd, the feed that you're listening to this podcast on will go back to longer-form podcasts and more general sports topics instead of just top 10. So a little bit of programming updating there. Um, and there will be other episodes as we get closer and closer to September 9th, uh, or September 2nd, excuse me, with the show, um, and I will just turn your notifications on for this feed, and, and you'll get everything there. So, with all that said, it is closing time. You don't have to go home, 
but you can't stay here. Peace.